November 1st, 2021. I can't believe it's November 1st already. November 1st, 2021. At the beginning of the year, I told you that this would be a year of new levels for us, that we would level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. Matter of fact, I even wrote a book about it, Leveling Up Your Life. If you haven't, if you don't have my book, you should probably go check that out. It's on Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in Rick Pina, read the book. It's going to be a blessing to you. Leveling up in every area and every facet and every aspect of our lives. So we've been uh, all year long, just dealing with leveling up. And I've been teaching you how to level up in a bunch of different areas, applying the word of God to your life. And right now we're in a vein as we're closing out the year where we're focused on God's faithfulness. I want you to know that God loves you with an everlasting love, with an unconditional love. He loves you. Listen, you did nothing to to get God to start loving you and nothing you could do would ever make him stop. He loves you. He made plans for you. He's dedicated to you and he will never give up on you. God is faithful. All right, so that said, I've been teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. And this is part 34 of the series. We can withstand and overcome anything. Part 34. The title of today's message is dealing with the pressures of this world. This is what I got up this morning kind of praying about with you guys, just dealing with the pressures of this world and then how to do it. How the Apostle Paul explains to us that we're able to deal with the pressures of this world and not only just deal with it, but overcome them and to be you know, to be successful, to be to become the men, the women that God has called us to be, to arrive at God's overall expected end for our lives. And so before I get into the message for this morning, I want to share with you that Isabella and I are going out of the country tomorrow. And I was praying about, because uh, obviously we'll be traveling tomorrow, so I wasn't going to do today's word tomorrow, but I was going to do today's word on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And um, the Lord, you know, as I, as I prayed about it, the Lord was like, no, just go ahead and take take a knee, take some rest. You know, you need that too. And so I'm going to go spend some time, uh, you know, and uh, with God and with my wife, and uh, I'm not going to share today's word for the rest of this week. So I just need you to know that right up front, that this is the only message you'll get this week. Now, I have thousands of messages, like, you know, over 2,500 messages online. So if you go to the YouTube channel, or if you go to the website, todaysword.org, or if you go to the podcast, there's lots of content. So I pray that you go back and you avail yourself to some of that. But I will ask you to pray for me as I as I go and I really kind of just sense like I, I need some time with God, alone time. And so the time that I would take for today's word, I'm just going to go take for myself and spend some time with God. All right. So I'm excited about that. So anyway, let's deal with the pressures of this world. Let's get into it. Second Corinthians chapter four, the Bible says now it's because of God's mercy that we've been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not faint. We will not quit with weariness. We are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us. God God set it up this way so that the power that's released through our lives could be seen as God's power, not our power. Though we experience every kind of pressure, this is something I was thinking about about you this morning. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, at times, listen, honestly, we don't even know what to do. We, we have pressure, but we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but we know this. Quitting is not an option, right? Verse 9, we're persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Verse 10, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies, but this is so that 
the resurrection life of Jesus can be seen in our own bodies. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but watch it, it's releasing life in you. Now we have, we have the same spirit of faith that was de described in the scriptures back in the Old Testament when they said, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. And Paul said, well, guess what? New Testament, we also believe. Then we speak in faith. Verse 16, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though we have an outer man that's gradually wearing out, we have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. For we view our slight, short-lived troubles within the context of the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as something that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we do not focus our attention on the scene. We focus our attention on the unseen. For the seen is temporary and the unseen is eternal. And so another scripture that uh, that we've been looking at is 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. And I'm going back to that again this morning. Let me read that to you from the Passion Bible. The Bible says, Paul said, so I'm not defeated by my weakness. Actually, I'm delighted. So he was like, you know, the truth is, I, you know, in my humanity, there's a lot of things that I can't do. Now, in Christ, I can do all things, Paul said, right? So, so in Jesus, in Christ, I can do all things. But in, in my humanity, there's a lot of things I can't do. And so my humanity is flawed. It, it is frail. It is limited. It is finite. But I have an infinite God that's living on the inside of me. And when I understand my makeup, when I understand how God made me, he says, you know what? I have weaknesses, but I'm not defeated by my weaknesses. Why is that, Paul? He says, because when I feel weak, when I endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded by trouble on every side and I face persecution because of the love I have for Jesus, I am made stronger. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. I keep going back to that statement because it's amazing. He says, I have weakness, but when I'm weak, I'm made strong. My weakness becomes a portal to God's power. It's like when I, when I acknowledge my weakness, it is then and only then that the power of God is able to flow through me freely, to me and then through me. So what does this mean for you today on this Monday morning? I had a lot to share. I distilled it down to two things. I actually had three and the Lord was like, no, when you come back, you know, from this break, then deal with the third thing. So I have two things to share with you in this morning and I'm going to release you. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. Number one. So Paul said, or Paul understood the pressures of this world and he understood the pressures of this world more than most. So he relied on the Holy Spirit. So if anybody had to rely on the Holy Spirit, it was the apostle Paul. So Paul preached the gospel during a time where doing so meant that you were putting your own life at risk, right? So, so I know that uh, a lot of times people look at the persecution that Paul went through or some of the things that Jesus went through, other people went through, and then they go, well, you know, we're not facing that today. Well, maybe you're not facing that today in the United States. There's still some places on this planet where you will be persecuted for naming the name of Jesus, but in the United States or, or, or many free countries, obviously that's not the case. So, so you'll experience other types of challenges. You just won't experience that one. But to be clear, the Apostle Paul lived during a time where preaching the gospel and naming the name of Jesus meant that you were doing so at the risk of even death. And Paul knew this better than most because he was the guy that led the movement against Jesus, right? He was the guy that led the movement against Christianity. He was the one that was having Christians crucified. He was the one that was having Christians killed. So if anybody knew the dangers, he knew the dangers and he knew the dangers 
firsthand. But guess what? Even though he knew the dangers, he preached the gospel anyway, because the Holy Spirit was in him and the Holy Spirit was empowering him to do what he could not do without the Holy Spirit. So Paul went on four missionary journeys. He helped start churches. He was a pastor of pastors. He wrote half the New Testament. And he did this while going in and out of jail. He did this while being persecuted. He was given 39 lashes with a cat of nine tails five times. You know the story. He was beaten with rods. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked three times. One night or one time in a shipwreck, it was like a movie. He held on to a piece of wood and he spent all night and, and all day in the open sea. Another time he even got bit by a poisonous snake. He went through all of these things for the cause of Christ, but he was able to do it all because he tapped into something. He tapped into something that the other apostles maybe, maybe not didn't understand on that level. He was like, no, 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 no. I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And so my weakness, when I'm weak, I am made strong. When I acknowledge that I can't do it in my own humanity, it is then and only then that God's divinity is able to flow through me. My weakness becomes a portal to God's power. So if you want your life to exceed the limits of your humanity, Listen, or let me say it this way. If you want to live a life that is far beyond your wildest dreams, I'm already there. To be honest with you, I'm already there. Like I grew up as a Dominican kid from Brooklyn and, uh, and my wife grew up in Dominica and you know our story. And so I, she had dreams. I had dreams. We, we've already exceeded those dreams, right? And so if you want your life to exceed your wildest dreams, that's Ephesians 3 and 20. If you want your life to be about God and not about you. And if you want God's dream for your life to be on full display for everyone to see, then you cannot rely on your humanity because your humanity will never get you there. You have to rely on God's spirit. God gave you his spirit. If you're born again, as soon as you got born again, God put his spirit down inside of you. Now, if you could ever get to the point where you're led of the Holy Spirit in all things, then your life is going to be the life that God wants you to have. That if you ever get to the point where where you are being led of the Holy Spirit in everything that you do. You're saying those things that he tells you to say. You're going those places where he leads you to go. You're, you're, you're experiencing his favor. He's opening doors for you that no man can close. He's closing doors for you that no man can open. And you're cognizant of it. You're, oh, there's this awareness that's outside of you that God is speaking to you and through you. And then, then it, you're transmitting, but it's like you're, you're transmitting, but you're receiving, <laughs> right? There's this awareness that's outside of you. It is like, um, who was it? Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, a preacher from the 19th century. He said, I do not begin to know anything about preaching except on those occasions in which I am, I'm, he says, like, I'm standing, I am the orator, but it's like I'm a spectator. It's like I'm standing up and preaching, but it's like I'm sitting down in the congregation and watching. He says, I'm transmitting, but I'm also receiving. He says, there's this awareness that is outside of me. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying stuff I've never heard myself say. And so I'm saying stuff that wasn't in my notes. I'm saying stuff I, I've never studied. And so I'm transmitting, but I'm also receiving. And the reason why I get all excited when I'm preaching is because I know that there's this there's this awareness that's outside of me, that, that I am cognizant of the fact that I'm being used, that I, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says, it is then and only then that I realize that I'm, I'm merely but a simply an instrument or a vehicle or a channel of all of this. He says, there's this awareness that's outside of me that I know that I'm living a life that's not just my life. I am living God's life and God is living through me. And it is this 
God is favoring me. God is opening doors. God is raising up people to bless me. God is doing things. God is giving me wisdom and insight and revelation from above. God is giving me revelation that exceeds my education. God is favoring me in ways that exceed my experience. God is blessing me. And, and so I am aware of all of this. Paul says, the reason why I was able to do everything that I did is because I relied on the Holy Spirit. My weakness became a portal to God's power when I know that I can't do it, when I know that I'm not good enough, when I know that, that listen, God doesn't expect me to, uh, to be. God is leading me into rooms that I, I don't feel qualified for. God is leading me to say things to people that I've never talked to before. And God has given me the tongue of the learned. And I'm, I'm speaking in ways and realms and I'm operating in, in levels. And, and I'm like, oh my God, Paul says that your weakness can become a portal to God's power. God knows how hard this world can be. Listen, God is not ignorant of that. God knows how difficult the challenges of this world uh, can be. But God set up a system to where you don't have to rely on the limits of your humanity. God gave you the Holy Spirit. And if you rely on the Holy Spirit, then your weakness can be a portal to God's power. When you know that I can't do it, when you know that I'm not good enough, when you know that I'm not worthy, and I, I, I don't have to be. God blesses me because God wants to bless me because God is good. God is leading me to do this. And I don't even know why he wants to do this, but he wants to do this through me. And I don't feel qualified and I don't feel good enough, but I'm going to accept it anyway, because it's the grace of God. And so I give myself over to God. I can't tell you how many times I've said to the Lord, Lord, everything I am and everything I'm not, it all belongs to you. I just give myself to you. Whatever I am, whatever I'm not is in your hands. And so you use me and my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Father, you can leave a mark in this world through me for your glory. It, it, but it's not me doing it. It's you doing it. It is you. You live in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. I can say like, like uh, Jesus said in John 14 and 10, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, because I'm telling you that, listen, I've already, if it's, if you see me, you come in contact with me, you're coming in contact with God because God is living through me. The words that I speak, the, the works that I perform, it is God doing the work. It is God giving me the words. It is God living through me. And when you yield to God in that way, you will live an amazing life. Number two, I only have two things to share with you in this morning. Number two, God understands how difficult. I said I wasn't going to preach this morning, but now I feel like preaching. God understands how difficult this world can be. He does. And so Paul talks about overcoming every kind of pressure. I love it. He says, overcoming every kind of pressure. The Holy Spirit led Paul to write that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knew that we are going to face pressures in this world. He understands. God understands what you're going through. God understands. God is not oblivious to the, the challenges that you face. God is not oblivious to your pain. And one of the reasons why Jesus came what, was so that he could understand, right? So the writer of Hebrews said, listen, now we don't serve a God who doesn't understand. We don't serve a God who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He, the writer of Hebrews said, no, no, no. We serve a God who came as a man. We serve a God who left heaven and came to the earth and wrapped himself up in an earth suit. And so he could feel the stresses and the distresses and the pressures of this present world. No, he was touched like all of us were touched. He experienced, he had the human experience. The right of Hebrews explains to us that our God, unlike other gods, had the human experience. He came and he lived just like a man. He has first 
hand knowledge of the limits of our humanity. He understands the human experience. He understands what it's like to feel anxiety and stress in his own body. He felt the effects of stress on the human body, and he was able to live on another level because he wasn't relying on the arm of the flesh. Jesus endured. Jesus overcame everything that he overcame. Why? Because he was not relying on his humanity. He was only relying on the divinity that the father placed inside of him. And we can do the same. I've told you many times that Jesus is not just an example for us. He is an example of us. He is our example. Why? Because he was an example of a human conduit of the divine. He was. He is an example of uh, uh, somebody that was a human who had the Holy Spirit in him and who chose to listen to the Holy Spirit over the input of the inputs of the flesh and chose to do it every day, right? He, in his body, he was limited, like everybody's limited, but in the spirit, he was not limited. And so his weakness became a portal to God's power. That's how we're supposed to live. Your weakness as a human can become a portal to God's power. So there's a human side of you and there's a spiritual side or a Holy Spirit side to you. And in the middle is your soul. Your soul has to decide which input I'm going to receive, which input I'm going to respond to, which one I'm going to believe, which input I'm going to rely on. So if you rely on the flesh, then you're living your life as a mere man. If you rely on the spirit, then watch this. Yes, you will face real challenges in this world. Yeah, you can be a human that loves God and still face distressing anxiety, like real challenges in this world. You can feel the pressures, every kind of pressure, the Bible says. We experience every kind of pressure, but we're not crushed. Why? This is why, but you have Christians that love God that don't understand this. And if you don't rely on the spirit and you rely on the flesh, then watch this. You have Christians who love God who commit suicide. You have Christians who love God who buckle under the pressure. You have Christians who love God who give up on life and give up on their dreams and, and, and they give up on everything. Why? Because they're relying on the arm of the flesh. Paul's teaching, this is why I love the apostle Paul's teaching because he wrote half the New Testament. His teaching teaches us how to live a victorious life despite the challenges. He was writing stuff in jail. In and out of jail, being persecuted, he didn't care. He kept going. You know why? Because he was not relying on the arm of the flesh. He was relying on the Holy Spirit. As a believer, we have an outward man, a, a human side of us that is gradually wearing out. We have a humanity. We are wrapped up in this humanity. Watch this. And our humanity is in a constant state of degradation. You could try to maintain it with diet and exercise. You could try to maintain it with mental health. All of that is great. But our humanity is in a constant state of degradation. But our spirit, our spirit man can be renewed every single day. This is how we have to maintain our mental health, by, by choosing spirit over body. If you want to be mentally strong, if you want a sound mind on a daily basis, then you can't just live as a mere human because the input that you're going to get from this world is going to put too much pressure on you. As a born again believer, you got to be able to say, you know what? I've experienced the pressure. I know what it's like. I feel the stress. But I am going to allow my weakness to become a portal to God's power. I will tap into God's power. And so when I'm weak, I'm made strong. 
When I'm weak, I yield to the Holy Spirit. When I'm weak, the Holy Spirit is able to flow through me on another level. I'm led to do something different for you this morning. I'm going to lead you in the declaration of of faith, but I want to pray for you first. I'm led to pray for you and then lead you in a declaration of faith. So you don't have to repeat after me for this part. I just want you to to receive. Receive uh, my prayer. Set your faith in agreement with me as I pray for you. Father, I lift up my brother, my sister right now. As they listen to me, I want them to know that you love them. I know you love them, but I want them to know it. I pray, Father, even now that you would manifest your presence in their lives in this moment. While I'm speaking, I I want you to manifest your presence to the point where they can feel your love. I pray that your peace would overtake their hearts and their minds right now. I pray, Father, that you would reveal yourself to them today in a way that they can know that you are with them that you will never leave them, you will never forsake them, you will never turn your back on them. I come up against distressing anxiety. I pray for peace in their hearts. I pray for joy in their spirits. I pray for hope in their minds as they enter this day. May they see themselves the way that you see them. I pray, Father, that they would believe what you believe about them, that they would look in the mirror and see Jesus, that they would be able to say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. I pray, Father, even now that you would use them today and every day for your glory in a way that would change them forever. I pray this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I just felt led to pray for you. I hope that you set your faith in agreement with that prayer. And now let me lead you in a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by walking and living by faith. I thank you for giving me your spirit the moment I was born again. Now your Holy Spirit lives in me. He speaks to me daily. He gives me dreams while I'm sleeping. He gives me open visions while I'm awake. He empowers me to do what I could never do without him. He teaches me to rely on him even when my humanity fails. When I am weak, I am made strong. My weakness is a portal to your power. I yield to you in all things. You live through me in every way. There is nothing I can't do because you, Father, live in me. This is why I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this week. I'm going to spend some time with God, spend some time with my wife, I'm looking forward to it. So please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. And then I'll come back on Monday morning. So do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And then also uh, leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. Have an amazing week. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you. 